0: Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 Support Call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an app or... Uh, called SoundCloud or wherever you might get your podcast services by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and either TR90 or Solutions, the Digit 4, Anti-Aging, all scrunched together. These calls are archived back more than 11 years now. If you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you'd like to join us live, we would be thrilled to have you with us. And in order to do that, dial in to 712-775-8972. And when it prompts for the code, put in 910022 to join us. We would be thrilled to have you with us. For those of you that do not know who I am, I am Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, Welcome you to this TR90 support call. And as I said, these calls happen Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 640 um, Pacific time. And we just changed from daylight savings time to our uh, just a flat-out time change. With that being said, when you're first starting out with that Tier 90 program, you're going to have your one really good clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals, Um, Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal if it's possible. If it's not, take them with your meal. They'll still work. It's just not as effective as it would be if you could take it beforehand. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. That gives you macronutrients, micronutrients, and fiber. Guys should be getting about 45 grams of fiber to keep their digestive health in good shape. Ladies, we need at least 32 grams of fiber daily for the same reason. Um, it It helps prevent a myriad of problems if we're getting plenty of fiber. Making sure to have 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. If you hit a plateau, you'll need to increase that a little bit here or there, or um, what was the other thing? Um, exercise or really take a look at maybe taking an extra shake. It just all depends. With that being said, seven plus seven to nine hours of good quality rest a night that will. Um, help your body do a whole bunch of system resets while you're sleeping, but it actually helps you to get your mind in a good spot to make good decisions and plan ahead, which this program, since you're making lifestyle changes, you really want to be able to make good plans and really be able to affect them um, to the best of your ability. And adequate sleep really does help with that. If you're finding that you're kind of dragging this week because of the time change, probably getting a nap or two over the next couple of days will help get you into the right space of mind for that because, well, that's kind of what happens when we have the time change. It really messes with our circadian rhythms and it's really important to get that good quality rest. Making sure to drink plenty of water to stay hydrated. So you will need to be drinking at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water daily. That water clears toxins out of your system, um, helps rejuvenate your skin. It does, it does a myriad of different things, but it is really important. And with that being said, I am going to share some information out of a book that's called Fat Chance, this morning. It was written by Robert H. Lustig, MDMSL, and the subtitle on this is Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease, and I'm actually going to read the first case study where in chapter one it talks about the fallacy of biblical proportion. So Juan, a 100 pound, six-year-old Latino boy whose mother is a non-English-speaking farm worker from Salinas, California, comes into Dr. Lustig's clinic in 2003. He is wider than he is tall. He asks the mother in his broken Spanish, I don't care what your kid eats, tell me what he drinks. No soda, the mother says but a gallon of orange juice per day. On calories alone, this accounts for 112 pounds per year of body fat. Of course, some of it is burned off, and it might influence total food intake. I explained to the mother, La fuente es buena, el juego es malo. The fruit is good, the juice is bad. Eat the fruit, don't drink the juice. She says, then why does WIC, which is women's, Women, Infants, and Children, a government-entitled program for the poor run by the USDA agriculture, give it to us? So one kid, one mother, and one question, and Dr. Lustig's life was changed. The reason the need for this book was born, why does WIC give it to them, the real science behind our worldwide obesity catastrophe. The science should drive policy, but as you will see, politics gets in the way. This is the most complex issue facing the human race on this side of the Middle East conflict. And it has become incrementally more complicated over time, with multitudes of stakeholders with set agendas and bigger than individual parties involved. Devoid of simple solutions, it has destroyed families and claimed the lives of countless people. You can't pick up the newspaper or log onto the Internet without seeing some new statistic on, obese- on the obesity pandemic. It's all obesity all the time, and many of them have good, something good to report How many of them have something good to report? You can bet that any tabloid headline is about one of two things. Either the statistics are getting worse or another obesity drug was denied or withdrawn by the Food and Drug Administration. I'm sure you're sick of it. I know I am. And the weight loss has turned into a blood sport. Just tune in to The Biggest Loser. That was actually a program that was several years back. In 2001, Newsweek reported that 6 million children in America were seriously overweight. We have tripled the number in a decade, and the numbers are now surpassing 20 million. Yet for all of the media attention, visibility, discussion, and weight loss programs, even Michelle Obama can't put the genie back in the bottle. While we're getting fatter we're also getting sicker our risk for illness is increasing faster than the increase than increase in obesity indeed the cluster of chronic metabolic diseases termed as metabolic syndrome which includes obesity type 2 diabetes hypertension which is high blood pressure lipid or blood fat Disorders and cardiovascular or or heart disease is snowballing by leaps and bounds. And when there are, and then there are the other obesity-associated metabolic diseases, such as non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, kidney disease, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and add to the other comorbidities related medical conditions. Associated with obesity, such as orthopedic problems, sleep apnea, gallstones, and depression, and even medical devastation associated with the obesity pandemic, is staggering. Every one of these diseases has become more prevalent over the past 30 years. What's more, all of them are now found in children as young as 5 years old. We even have an epidemic of obese six months old. The human damage in this scourge of metabolic syndrome is showing. In 2005, one study showed that despite the increased availability of medical care, our children will be the first generation of Americans who will die earlier than their forebears. The study placed the blame squarely on the obesity epidemic In the United States, quality adjusted life years lost to obesity have more than doubled from 1993 to 2008. Emergency rooms are taking care of 40-year-old heart attack victims. Teens with type 2 diabetes used to be unheard of. Now they are one-third of all of the diagnoses of diabetes. And in the United States alone, 140 or 160,000 bariatric surgeries, to reduce the size of the stomach, are performed per year at an average cost of about $30,000 per surgery. Over 40% of death certificates now list diabetes as the cause of death, up from 13% 20 years ago. The loss in American productivity due to the time off from work is staggering. The waste in medical expenditures, 147 billion per year, is breaking the bank, and this amount is predicted to increase to 192 billion by the end of the decade. Guess what? There's no money to pay for it all. The Affordable Care Act, or the ACA, or Obamacare, is going to put 32 million sick people on the insurance rolls by 2019, the President says, will make up for the costs and savings from preventative care. However, it is unlikely to improve our health in any significant way, as there are no provisions for the prevention of chronic disease, most notably those that attend obesity. How do you prevent all of the ravages of chronic metabolic disease when we bust the scales and when the statistics show no sign of improvement, it's often been said that we won't need healthcare reform if we have obesity reform. Would it be one? It would be one thing if obesity were an isolated problem in America, but it's happening everywhere. The obesity pandemic has expanded the world's collective waistline. The World Health Organization has shown that the percentage of obese humans globally has doubled in the past 28 years. And in fact, obesity's contribution to the burden of chronic disease has been equal, if not greater, than that of smoking. Even people in developing countries are obese, After only one decade, there are now 30% more people who are obese than are undernourished worldwide. The World Health Organization reported in 2008 that approximately 1.5 billion were overweight and at least 400 million were obese globally. These numbers were projected to reach about 2.3 billion and 700 million respectively by 2015. In September 2011, the UN General Assembly declared that non communicative diseases, diabetes, cancer and heart disease are now a greater threat to world health than are infectious diseases including the developing world. In this whole, is the whole world now composed of gluttons and sloths? Over the next 15 years, these diseases will cost low- and middle-income countries more than $7 trillion. People are dying earlier. The national economies are losing billions of dollars in lost productivity while governments pay for medical expenditures. Millions of families end up in poverty, guaranteeing that the cycle will not be reversed. For the 55% of Americans who are overweight or obese, listen up, I'm talking to you. At a doctor-to-patient level, at a person-to-person level, obesity is not an automatic death sentence. A full 20% of morbid, obese people are metabolically healthy and have normal lifespans. As for the other 80%, you don't have to be in poor health. Everyone has it within his or her reach to improve their health and regain those years the actuaries say will be lost. The success in doing so depends on identifying the cause of the problem, assessing your metabolic risk and changing your biochemistry. Okay, full disclosure. Despite your best efforts, you may never lose your stubborn, subcutaneous fat, the fat that pads your thighs and derriere. And if you do, you'll gain it back in short order, unless you become a gym rat. Because vigorous exercise is the only way to prevent weight regain. In fact, you lose meaningful amounts of subcutaneous fat and keep it off for more than a year, Dr. Lusting will be shocked, pleasantly so, but shocked nonetheless. I think I'm going to stop there for today because I think we've reached the end of our time for today. With that, this is Susan Mann for November 7, 2022, signing out at the, top, at the top of the hour. If you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, you can pick up one of our leaders sharing information on how to build a new skin business. With that, I'm going to take us off mute so that we can say goodbye to each other and we'll continue this tomorrow. So sorry to start such a grim subject, but there it is. <laughs> Thank you, Sue. This is part of the reason why we do these this lifestyle change with the TR90 program. It's really important. (laughs) Well, it is, and we're, you know, every day we have to make sure that we take care of ourselves, and um, I'm not make good choices. force myself to drink my water and so i know that uh it's it's a you have to push yourself you have to do it absolutely and you know every one of us has a different struggle as far as what it is that will keep us on track and so keeping that in mind you know we do the best we can Well, are you teaching today, or are you going to be? I am, let's see, what am I doing today? Probably catching up on the sleep that I lost last night, because I ended up doing way too much and happened to stay up late. So that is my number one thing. And then I've got some pets sitting and possibly some poppy care yet today. So we'll see where we end up. (laughs) Okay, well, you're always on the go. Well, that's true. That's why I have such a hard time getting in extra exercise because that's where my lifestyle is at. And I've been getting in a good 7,500 steps daily, but not getting as much exercise as I really should be getting. So that's why it's important, my friends. Well, with that being said, I'm going to let us go. Everybody have a great day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. And we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, have a great